0: Welcome to Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. Today, we got to drink in the magic of the FA Cup, the magic of early starts, poorly informed pundits, half-empty stadia, and a special 150th anniversary ball so precious that we only got one of them. My name is Richard Miller, I'm one of the hosts. My co-host today is so full of the magic of the FA Cup that he is practically David Copperfield. Your friend of mine, Dr. Luke Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke?
1: I'm good. What's uh, what so if I were to make a large statue 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 disappear, <laughs> yes. what would it look would it be?
0: Oh I don't know. Well it's CN Tower? Is there something? Is there something on your uh, your coast that uh, of equivalent?
1: How about How about Angel of the North? Oh, you
0: could do Angel of the North. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> and you uh, did you? Oh, am I right in thinking you went along to your uh, Halloween party as David Copperfield, um, your put your poorly your poorly received character, which mixes <laughs> my, um, close-up magic and uh, grabby na- nature.
1: Well, it was poorly received, but I didn't. I didn't poorly receive, Let me put it that. Way. <laughs> uh,
0: did you do anything fun with your Saturday off?
1: Yeah, last night I went to see. Um, I got a bit of schmoozing, and I went to see. Uh, went to see the Flames play the New York Rangers last night, which they promptly gave the New York Ranging, uh, uh, New York Rangers, a real, a real drubbing of six nil.
0: Excellent. So it was a
1: lot of fun, and I had a lot of, lot of Laura, Laura alcohol Laura, and.
0: Lululemon alcohol. <laughs>
1: exactly, so I'm A little bit. I'm a little bit hungover today, but I'm brought to you by. Oh, he's on I'm, the full
0: fat coke.
1: I'm brought to you by the by the devil of Coca-Cola today.
0: <laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, I I went along and saw my local team, uh, Chester, uh, wandered along to the Sealsway slash diva stadium and uh what a treat got to see ex x owl fraser preston uh mm. playing uh playing right wing for for uh boston who also call themselves the pilgrims which is interesting Mm. Um, But uh, 4-0 to Chester, two sendings off for Boston, two two yellow cards turned into reds. And uh, also, there was some sort of argument in the crowd where one of the two Chester managers, they're the two managers that, uh, if you've watched a league of their own, they were the Salford managers for a time, uh, Bernard and John Orr. (laughs) one of them had to go into the stand and escort his brother away from having an argument with one of the fans, uh, which was great fun. I mean, it was all the fun of the fair. I really got my money's worth for 15 quid. I really, uh, I really got a lot of, a lot of joy out of my day and uh, a gorgeous sunrise to boot. So yeah, maybe it's not, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world, not, not having a game on a Saturday. Who knows?
1: Maybe not, maybe not. That's uh we we've had a weird thing here. I mean, the clocks have finally gone back here, so okay. um, I I guess as all of you will hear whenever this comes out, you know, this is after our usual five pm GMT yeah, it's uh, gonna be release time. It's going to be a late, 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 late one. Uh, so <laughs> join the join the Luke and Rich Different Gravy Quiet Storm.
0: Mm. Should we get onto some some news?
1: Yeah, let's do that.
0: Breaking hoo-hoo's, and mm-hmm. um, I mean the main the main feature here, news-wise, is the midweek match with Sun- Sunland, But uh, just in passing, it feels worth mentioning that oddly, Darren Moore appears to be one of the names linked to the the vacant post at Barnsley.
1: Mm, interesting one, isn't it? I mean, um, it, I, I find it interesting in this world of uh, Barnsley are. Or a uh, an outfit which are going on a, a very kind of a money ball standard yes interesting that it seemed to be kind of panned out in the local media with the excitement of the you know intense rise to to the playoff positions last season yes. yeah that this was the start of uh, the new the new Dingle revolution, you know?
0: Dingle revolution. The Dingle
1: revolution, yeah.
0: They lost that manager, though, didn't they? They did, they
1: and they the seem one. to have, like, a pull. But then it seems to be the mentality is a bit like it still seems to be the framework of a, a kind of lower-standing club. I guess I was surprised that Daryl DK wasn't actual, wasn't actual player they signed. I think he was just alone signing, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's gone off and gone back. He seems to be a very pivotal player. I think they lost a couple more players. And then Valerian Ismail which uh, yes. is my is my favorite manager, who sounds like he should be a side character in June. Um <laughs> swan, Swanned off to the baggies, didn't he? So it seems to be kind of like the mentality that they are stumbling. But the, the thing I was going to get onto was outside of this large Harry Maguire turning circle, which I often get into and <laughs> uh, find difficult to get out of, is the fact that Barnsley, you know, being run by foreign Moneyball owners, they're, plic- they're plucking... Their managers from the depths of, um, you know, a football manager generated foreign manager name, you know. Yes. Maybe hopefully they'll get another manager who sounds like he could be a main character in June. That'd be maybe a step up from Valerian Ismail. But, <laughs> but I, I think the interesting thing is the nature of this and the nature as we find when we've seen when Sheffield Wednesday dispose of a manager and then suddenly go to, you know, the ground zero of starting again, or if you've not got anyone in mind from the manager's level, it becomes a very, um it becomes a very unimaginative list in the terms of the bookies
0: yeah there's some so, usual mm-hmm. Did it, is, isn't it weird I wonder if it speaks to the odd kudos you know we've we've had I don't know how your coverage was of the FA Cup but you, you know you go into ITV and it's very reverential for the history of the club and the stature yes. of the yeah yep. this stadium. is a lovely old stadium cetera, grand old
1: stage I think I had uh, yeah, yeah exactly I the old arena which is
0: yes oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. yes where famously gladiators would bludgeon eat (laughs) um
1: well you know i mean if you have if you have gladiator tuesday tuesday night gladiators, and then you follow it with boy zone on the wednesday (laughs) and that's i mean really really what what is what is a true sheffield arena here let's be honest
0: (laughs) But it's weird that we've had these occurrences of our managers failing upwards over recent years. Like Brian Laws being Mm. sacked by us, ending up in the Premier League. Mm. Carlos Carvajal, sacked by us, ending up in the Premier League. Like, that's a weird, it's a weird thing to have happened more than once to a team. And it would be odd if, again, we're in this position where Darren Moore is doing a pretty ho-hum job Hillsborough, and then the reward for that is getting a job much higher up with presumably better prospects.
1: Knowing, uh, the interesting thing is, I mean, we would love to know, we'd love to know a lot about what Mr. Chancery thinks, but if there is a formal approach for Darren Moore, because, mm. you, you know, you've mentioned that this is a possibility, um, if, it, if it would come true, how how do you think that Dejuan Chancery would react to such an approach?
0: Well, I, I actually think that's one of the few areas, the fact he managed to get quite a lot of money for Bruce. Bruce again. Um, Again,
1: right? I mean, yes. Bruce. Bruce is not Bruce
0: again. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Bruce is
1: not deemed as a time of Sheffield Wednesday as a failure. No, you know? but you know, he never got the long to long term chance to fail. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday. No, no, maybe that would have happened. Maybe we were all very looking forward from a very kind of upward curve when he came into the club, right? For that we that second half of it. that season of the eighteen nineteen he season, he
0: didn't have long enough to su- succeed or fail. But again, yeah, it's mm. another win of someone getting a, a job above where we are based yeah. on, I don't know, based on other factors maybe. But yeah, but my, my I would have reasonably good faith in uh, Siri digging his heels in enough to at least make sure we got a good payoff from it.
1: Oh yeah, no, I know. But then would that even be, if it is a liable option for Barnsley and their kind of philosophy and what they want to do with the managerial post there, like would Chancery kind of price out price out the move.
0: Mm, It'd be interesting to see.
1: If it does happen. I mean, it still smacks a little bit of, Darren Moore did play for Barnsley, right?
0: I'm pretty sure you're right.
1: During part of his career, yeah. So, and that that kind of feels like a link, and it's a local manager level link. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be really interesting to see if it does happen. From following the recent two performances, like I don't know where my whelm would be for such a thing. <laughs> the Darren Moore project has not been a success so far.
0: Presumably, if he's getting recognition, so I mean, this is there's a lot of we say I'm saying presu- I'm conscious now. I'm saying presumably or seemingly a lot because this is layers of speculation. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: Allegedly, (laughs) allegedly
0: Allegedly, allegedly, yeah. Um, but um, I, I mean, I suppose if this is a money ball, if this, this system is, mo- you know, money ball and stats and whatever else, mm. presumably they are. See, if he is the chosen man, they're seeing something in their. Presu- they're, they're seeing something positive from his record at at team. Like they feel he's an additive. Otherwise, why would you go for him? If you're stat based, All right? You hopefully think that takes you out of the realm of just like finger in the air. Oh, is he a manager? Yes. Did he play for us? Double yes. Do you know like that's what most decisions are based on. Yeah. The whole yeah. the whole the whole Bradley moneyball method is supposedly thinking, a bit beyond the orthodox and kind of going, okay, let's look at everyone and what are they adding. But
1: is it so beyond the orthodox that basically there are stats that we don't see which we're not valuing? Because I mean is it XG? Largely it
0: bloody XG again. It's Luke? Bloody
1: XG. Our mate, XG.
0: <laughs> He's got almost 10.5 more XG than all other managers. You know,
1: you know what? I'd love the stat? X hoof. There we go. <laughs> I mean some. How many times I get it forward? Get it forward. Get it forward. We're a simple breed.
0: Us, us, northern football fans. Here Here
1: go. Here go. What I want to do, Rich, is I want to get it in the air and also get it to the feet of them as well. <laughs> Same
0: time. X G and the G being getting stuck in. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Oh, did I ever tell you about a time like I found myself in the like uh, I found myself watching Wednesday and somehow telling players to to run it, run it, lad.
2: <laughs> Which I don't think it's lad. It,
1: run, it. run it, run it, lad. I, where run did that it. come from? That's not. <laughs> even, uh, has he has he learned that from anyone? No, no one would ever in their right mind say it. Somehow I just transpired to some depths of Western Lancashire or something and got that one or something. It sounds <laughs> sounds like the wrong rose. Luke.
0: Rug- rugby league sort of talk
1: rugby league talk yeah fucking hell Luke anyway <laughs> so but I guess that's interesting to like look at like Moneyball stats because I, I think we haven't felt that we've seen he's not been a performance multiplier you no
0: know. not as far as we can st- See or tell?
1: No. Um, but I, I guess I'm feeling in a weird way, like this is something I want to talk about with. So I guess we can go on to... Why did not this be the bridge to talking about Sunderland midweek?
0: Let's do that. Just before, Well, in transition, mm. uh, confirmation, yes, he did play for Barnsley. 73 games, 2008 mm. to 2010 season. Picked up two goals in that time, which is rather good mm. for him. Uh, other thing, I really enjoyed June, which I've seen recently. The fact that the lead character is called Paul did constantly take me out of it. It just seems so (laughs) weird. (laughs) Against the evil villainous sci-fi villain. Dave. Exactly. It's called fucking Dave. Um, but yeah, Sunderland midweek. Mm. So I guess and... the interesting
1: thing is I want to say was and like just to chop ahead a little bit, was you know, this was I thought this was a good performance, you know, just mm. obviously. I, I don't think I'm gonna say it was a bad performance of Freeno. I think the interesting thing for me was going in and looking on I, I went and did a murky a murky scrape of, of the <laughs> Sunderland forum. Yes. Roker talk or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but then like um
0: the black cat's belly
1: <laughs> stadium of opinions there we go <laughs> Luke and Rich pitch really bad rival for fan forum ideas
0: Stadium of light discussion about. <laughs> <and> <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think the narrative i was hoping to kind of you know the thing that you particularly go and you do is you go into something like this and you think oh i'd really like to hear some stories about like how rival fans are giving a bit of praise to sheffield wednesday that never really yeah, happens yeah. right so they were just incredibly miserable and depressed and thinking that lee johnson's the worst manager ever and all that all that usual stuff that happens with fan forum mm um and i guess kind of following that like the interesting thing is to kind of link to darren moore and what was saying there was like in the post-match moore was saying oh i could see signs of this coming together yes which i i uh,
2: oh
0: no no no
1: No, I've I've seen no signs, Darren, of this (laughs) happening. Like, I'm glad. I'm really glad that, like, for the first time in quite a while, we played with pace, intensity, purpose, commitment.
0: Maybe he means genuine, like, signs. Like, he's driving into work and saying, like, if I see three birds today, we're going to beat Sunderland. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually saw four. (laughs) I'd like to
1: hope I'd like to hope that the uh, Three Little Birds by Bob Marley is his, uh, his go-to karaoke song. Yeah, cause uh every little thing, yeah, be all right. Be all... Yeah. Um, um.
0: <laughs> um no, don't worry, um yeah, about um yeah, a thing. Um <laughs>
1: So anyway, I'm glad. I uh, I just thought it was really funny that he came out with that because I'm like I I've seen nothing to think that some of the better play that we've had under Darren Moore mm-hmm. was coming back. No, I, yeah, it looked like if anything, he was purposely trying to make some changes to fight against that. Um, but anyway, what whatever happened, there seemed to be some awesome news about like was it Shea Dunkley interviewed who said, or was it or was it more from the rumor mill that basically they've had I some I think strong... Shea Dunkley
0: said there was there was some some discuss some. Uh... What did it I can't remember what he said some heartfelt discussions in the uh, in the dressing
1: it wasn't a stadium um, of light discussion was it rich it no was it was dressing room of heavy heavy arguing
0: <laughs> yeah exactly hmm. yeah and it, i th- i think saying that this was coming is feels like a you know something from the greatest optimist um but it did feel it, it felt different in so many ways hmm. it, like, I, I don't know, all of a sudden we look like there's it's carried through to to, to today's game as well. But all mm. of a sudden it looks like there's a balance to things. It looks like there's something mm. to, talking about like we're chopping and changing so much. How do you know what you're building on? Because there's no there's no bricks being like, you know, it's just what about if it's this? What about if it's that? What about if it's three up front? What about if it's just the one? You know, it just keeps chopping and changing. But all of a sudden it looks like actually there's something to build on and something mm. to, to. to um, I mean, it will be tested in, in the coming weeks, but mm-hmm. it's telling that more or less the same team played the two games. There's a consistency of of, mm-hmm. of performances across there. And, and it's nice to see. Um, it's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. It could all get thrown out, a bad result or a, a bad... <laughs> that bout of decision making could all just throw it out with the bathwater but um it feels like we've been waiting all season to sort of see this and and it's there's some cohesion and some follow-through and some thought that's going into things and it well seems to be bearing some fruit Hopefully. Yeah. But, and, uh,
1: and I think it's incredibly unorthodox with the personnel we have at the club and the injury yeah. problems right now that I, I think I'm going to have to give some decent praise to the defense. Yeah. Like um we we've laughed and it's been a thing of um notoriety within the recent, like for fuck's sake is about Sheffield Wednesday from yes, the yes. fan base that I, I saw someone share a meme on Facebook. It might've been the Wednesday sing Facebook group, um, but it was, would I lie to you? You know, so it was a picture of, uh, Bob Mortimer saying, "I played a left midfielder as a centre back, <laughs> which is very funny." Um, so, like the, the 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 bizarre conversion of Marvin Nicholas Johnson to a left-sided centre back, um, is, is actually looking all right. I'm going to say,
0: <laughs> "Well, uh, yeah, I mean, if if uh, if today's episode is a is a play, a three act play." Um, that is the narrative, um, starting with being churlish. You know, my first note is the great Johnson experiment continues. Um, I've got some of the sort of stats that Alex Miller shared towards the, about the, about Johnson at the end of that game. And then, yeah, I think coming out of the, the, the this weekend's game with praise again for the whole defense, but in particular, J- Johnson sort of hold, mm. more than holding up his end of things.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, but the, so this shape that we've kind of happened on so it's this: this three at the back with Palmer, yeah. Dunkley in the middle as kind of you know stick his head in wherever it's needed, uh, kind of warrior <laughs> leader mm. of, of, mm-hmm. the, of, of that back three, and then Johnson on the left who provides a bit of guile, a bit of pace um, and balance because you've now got a you've got a right footer in Palmer who could contribute going forward, you've got a left footer in Johnson that can contribute going forward, mm. and I think more the more important thing is. We're not asking Dunkley very often to be the man bringing it out from the back. Like, he, he's not, which is when things start to go awry. He's well, we, very uncomfortable with it.
1: Mm, well, I can't really recall a great deal, <clears throat> excuse me, from, from midweek, but I mean, maybe this is more dovetailing the fabric of this game, but we seem to be giving given the option. Like, it's, it's almost like we're doubling up on the wings mm. with, you know, Palmer is surging forward. Yeah, yeah. You know ro- roving roaming golfer at le Palmer,
2: <laughs> yes, yeah
1: is is garing, garing it forward with you know carrying it at his feet, not just not just hoofing it long. and but also I, I think a little bit from that from Johnson as well on the left hand side, yeah. I think the interesting thing was like, but the interesting thing for me was, so in terms of the wingback roles, we're looking, was it Pato and uh, Corbinot?
0: That's right, yeah. It
1: was Pato and Corbinot, which was the same thing we, we kept with today. And the interesting thing I want to say about that is, like, I, I can't really remember what they had to do defensively.
0: Well, this is the interesting thing. I think we sort of found this the last couple of years uh, with, with Harrison. I think like being proactive means that you can kind of nip a lot of stuff in the bud and those wide positions Mm. you're not getting we shouldn't be getting caught out by them spreading the play and catching us out because we should be as wide as the pitch really most of the time so you're not giving those opportunities for a kind of ball in behind or getting caught out in that way so then it is just about responding to those moments when they happen and um yeah, I don't. I, I similarly don't really remember a huge amount that they had to do defensively.
1: Mm. But then we seem to be like doing that. Was a really interesting thing I think I found because like looking at the Sunderland forum, um, milling in that stadium of light discussion up there. Yeah, and they seem to be saying like, uh, oh, Wednesday seem to have done their homework on us. Okay, which I thought was interesting because they were being like, well, you know, they played the two big big men up in Gregory and Canberra up top, which seems to cause a whole bunch of issues. And then they yeah. applied a high press, mm. which was interesting because <laughs> well, I, I didn't think that was false.
2: But then no. it, it
1: also was a really funny thing for me to look at and say, is this the first time Wednesday have done our homework? <laughs> if, if, if we're going along with that narrative, like, you know, because I, I, I and I also don't seem to recall us ever playing much of a, you know, much of a press anymore. Really, Normally,
0: we, we, I wonder if we always do our homework just we. Do the wrong thing we were like using the we were in the wrong chapter or something normally whereas we actually did the right did I, the I wonder if it's just like completely
1: wrong subjects we had to go read about sikhism and we we're looking at uh looking at uh hypotenuses or something yeah you know?
0: <laughs> i mean I, I suppose it has to be said in terms of the performance we, we're playing a sunderland team who've had a you know well and truly been humbled off late mm. so we mentioned Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson was it always talked about as being a streaky, a streaky manager. Street a streaky link. manager in a straight jacket, tight jumper, um, is is Lee Johnson's brand you know he'll go seven matches in a row winning games and then seven matches in a row losing games and they're on a bad, yeah. bad run as it stands and they've yeah. got they've had some spank mm-hmm. so we we play there's a there's i'm conscious of the fact that we've played them at a good time but we're wednesday we're normally the team you turn your form around against mm-hmm. we're normally the team where we get the sting in the tail yeah um, so it's it's nice to go and stick the boot in for once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that was a different factor. So we had Canberry and Gregory up top, two big men, which I don't really remember those two playing together previously.
1: No, because I think there's still the mentality of like, well, you know, they're seen to be, they are very different players. Mm. But, they're, you know, in terms of characteristics, like a tall, tall lanky striker, whose degree of strength and shit (laughs) which I'd say, Canberra is probably maybe a bit... I don't know if he is a bit stronger than Gregory. I think maybe the disappointing thing about Canberry is, like, I don't think I see... You think he should
0: be stronger? I know, I know.
1: Gregory Gregory is an absolute, absolute beast of a machine. Like, really.
0: Yeah.
1: I could have called him a beast or a machine, but I've called him both, so (laughs) there we go.
0: (laughs) That's your new animated series, isn't it, coming out on
1: that beast machine? Beast machines, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Is it an ox? Is it a truck? It's both. Space machines, okay. um, like all those, then, like when we were young, all those, uh, all those TV shows, like made by toy companies. <laughs> you yeah. know, just like yeah. a complete A to B. Uh, there's, you know, there's no, uh, there's no middleman there. Just. Yeah, you can get these from Tyco.
1: No need no need for those adverts at uh, the 15-minute mark. <laughs> yeah, there seems to be a bit of a narrative about some of the story about... Um, previously, I think it was a few weeks ago, they interviewed interviewed a friend of Lee Gregory's, you know, for his raising... I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever, in the history of this uh, podcast, referred to Lee Gregory when he was outside of Sheffield Wednesday as Lee Piggery. I mean,
2: who, uh, who
1: would have uh, ever done a thing like that,
2: really? <laughs> so there's
1: a lot of conversation about, like, his... You know, and there's a rumor he's got a Blades tattoo, right? Which apparently has been refuted. But um, <laughs> probably more of a United fan growing up, but whatever. But it, basically, even that narrative, like his friend said, like he was pretty, he was a bit measly, but then he very much hit the weight room,
0: right? Okay.
1: And you know, I think you can definitely see that. Really, like he's yeah. a player who has built that bulk and maintained it throughout oh. his career. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You definitely. know, so
1: yeah, I don't. It's, but the. I don't know the game was just so it's just so refreshing to you know have that kind of pace intensity and then attack those moments
0: definitely well I think a big part of that was I I think that intensity I think when Patterson's on the pitch he brings up the intensity level for everybody to an extent Mm. like he plays the game with a gusto um that that I think everybody seems to buy into so um and it almost seems regardless of where he plays. So now he's turned up as, as a wing back. It seems to be quite a good fit for him. He's mm. he actually got some pretty decent quality in terms of his deliveries.
1: Totally. Well, that's the same thing today. It's the same, you know, mm. much as we've mentioned, you know, the narrative continuing on about Johnson and, the, yeah. and the, the unlikely trio at the back yes. know, seemingly working in these situations. Like definitely a big positive is looking at uh, looking at Patterson and the right wing back, which is, it feels a bit sad to me because I, I still don't think we've seen a lot missing from Jack Hunt's game. No. But maybe unfortunately the situation is we have a, we've got a better option in Patterson. Yeah. And it seems to be a role that seems to be suiting his background and his talents more than some of the other roles he's been playing for Wednesday yeah. during his Wednesday career.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, certainly at this point in time, it, it feels a, a more natural fit than this sort of odd attacking midfield, like part of the midfield, but also part of the attack. I don't know, it just it always felt like he was kind of caught between two stools a little bit. And although he's had some success there, this mm. feels much more natural. And then on the other side, you've got, you've got Corbino, who is playing is a very different player to to Patterson. they have a very different sort of threat. But actually the dynamics of those pairing are quite quite fun in in many ways. So you got you got Patterson and Palmer who can both put a ball in. Palmer's got an unbelievable engine. I mean there was one point uh, <laughs> this game against Sunderland there was like at the 88th minute or something like that like he burst into the box like re- he read something and just like ended mm. up on the end of something in the box and it just speaks to I mean just quite, quite the the athlete that he he is. Um, and also the fact he does seem to be reading things better going forward. But then on the other side you've got Corbiner who wants to run at the man. He wants to cut inside. He wants to trick uh, players. He seems to be pretty much equally comfortable hitting it with his left or his right. Um, so he's quite a tricky thing to deal with as a fullback. Mm. And then if he, he spins back and lays it off for Johnson, Johnson's deliveries are very good from the, those deep positions. Mm. Um, with Removed from the... He seems better removed from the fray of being a winger so yeah, yeah. lots to like about how, how we set up and then wing came back in the middle so that was another slight change uh although the i don't only... think he had quite the impact that the others had. no
1: but the only the only kind of the only kind of negative i think to this game which isn't i think unfortunately isn't that i think fortunately sorry isn't that bad because the nature seems to be so much of the success in this game came from the wings i mean yeah. that first goal let's just, just think about that, because that's a, a good cross from Patterson. It was Camberi who did a, a sweet flick on great control yeah. and play-in from Gregory. First time, just bang, just killed into the corner, right? So yeah. that's involving all of that kind of, you know, both of those wingers, but then maybe is a stretch but from there, like including, you know, Darren Moore's going uh, to update up, upgraded his Trident to a uh, Quadrant, maybe. But,
0: yeah, I mean, absolutely. But that, I can't, Honestly, remember the last time we engineered an overload in such a beautiful way. Mm. Like that felt like a plan that came together. And The result is you've got Corberno as a spare man in the box with all the time in the world, and for a guy who's never scored a league goal, you wouldn't have known because he just slotted it away so comfortably. Mm. Brilliant stuff! Um, Great stuff.
1: And I, I I mean, outside the the only negative, sorry, I wanted to say was I think maybe got distracted on this point, but essentially the thing I wanted to say was when you was talking about Patterson in the middle, isn't that the story of all our midfielders?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: I mean, today interestingly, I'm not sure what ITV said on my footage. I had I had it on. Sportsnet here, so I I think it's probably the same footage, just different graphics and different uh, obviously commentators. Um, They seem to think that Bannon was going to play in the hole, but I I can't remember last time I've I've seen that happen this season. But then more often than not, I feel like I don't know. It doesn't. It never feels particularly. It never feels particularly defined as to who's doing uh... what in the middle of the park. Wednesday,
0: I feel like this since the switch to Adeniran, and I feel like Bannon's doing the deeper role, Mm. uh, out of the three, but by and large, um, I I, that definitely felt like the case to me midweek. I don't, as you say, it's never particularly defined because sometimes it looks like we've got no midfield at all, Mm. sometimes we're very present. Um, what what worked better this weekend that that didn't work midweek as I know. I thought Adeniran was stepping into things and breaking things up better than he'd done previously. Um, mm. Part of that kind of winning the ball back early. But yeah, Bannon seemed to be part of another, of like a second wave to those attacks. There's quite a few times where, as you mentioned, like we've got those four or sometimes even five people in and around their box. And then when the ball spills out from that, Bannon is the one trying to sweep yeah. it and recycle. That's,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, mm.
0: And I think that's a better role from for him. I know, I know that was one of my my Bannon hot takes, my many Bannon hot takes for this season. But I was saying like I just I'm, I'm now com- not convinced his best position is being up there as a, as that number ten trying to trying to f- directly feed strikers. I think he is better a bit more removed, picking things out. And I, and I think we saw that with some of his passing today and and midweek. Um, he needs people to make the runs for him. But when people do, he's good at finding them. But he, I think he needs to be have that view, that panoramic view, whereas being when he's in the middle of it, it doesn't all happen for him, um, and he can get a little bit harried. Yeah, some of them weren't completely toothless. Uh, they did have a spell of pressure building up to the sort of half hour mark and had a goal disallowed at around that period of time as well. Um, which one of the two offside, potential offsides, do you think was the one that was given? The man on the line or the man that it bounced off the backside of? Uh,
1: I first thought it was the first man who okay. was like pinged it into him because it's like, we, we talked about this and, it, you know, we can talk about standard officials. It's It's a really good call. In my opinion, yes, but it's. I think, as you made the point, that this is not a call that's often made. No, we, I think we. We, uh, we.
0: It was a let off in that it was a legitimate offside, but the fact that, yeah, seeing it, seeing it and calling it at this level is mm. far from a given, you know, the, the officiating is, has been uniformly poor. So, uh, so to get this one right was, was pretty spot on, but I think it possibly could have been t- either of the two men. Cause it, yeah, the, it was the volley missed wide and it ricocheted off someone's backside <laughs> into the middle. And then, um, and then when it was eventually scored, there was a player, on the line that kind of jumped up to let it go under his feet with who, must have been interfering with play as well so whichever one was given it's given offside but that could have been a pivotal game changing sort of moment but thankfully did, didn't amount to much yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess,
1: to... yeah I guess that was the interesting thing was like you know it was open-ended someone yes. did have chances uh, BPF pulled off a couple of decent saves yeah in the process as well um, I, I, I'm still a bit confused because I, I, I kind of came out of it and you know I, I think I saw Alan Biggs on Twitter be like well you know three nil kind of flattered Wednesday I'm like I Nah. I think we're still pretty comprehensive, I'm gonna say.
0: I think so. Mm. I mean, it's probably to the extent we kind of we made the most of probably every major chance we had, I think. Mm -hmm. Then maybe you could say it flattered us, but that's just football, isn't it? (laughs) Really. The people who take their chances win the game of football. That's that's just how it how it works. Um, but I thought, yeah, I mean, that's another person to in terms of praise for, from the game. Bailey Peacock Farrell really feels like he's back to his best in many ways, uh, and. And you see another part of his game, not just the saves, but his distribution is, is another part of keeping this ticking over and keeping this working. Um, more, so, more so today against Plymouth. I mean, for a team that so convincingly kind of looked like they'd figured us out at their place, um, we never really got caught by their press at all today. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, his, it's the fact he's got so much variation of, uh, available to him. He can pop it long to people. He can he can spread the play if he needs to. It doesn't always need to be a little rollout. And that's a great thing to have. Um he also it was one of his kicks that set us on the way to that second goal midweek. Um a really good ball deep down to to Gregory who who sort of scampered after it, kept it in play, um, played it back to Patterson, who again crossed really well. Uh, Canberry did one of those roads, sort of slippy headers where he tried to be too clever with it, so just skidded off his forehead rather than getting <laughs> any real action. <protection. laughs> but Corbineau again showing composure beyond his years recycled um, absolutely did his man he, he sort of looked like he was going to cross it with his right then he cut back on his left and had all the time in the world um, and Cambari did a kind of crane kick sort of thing <laughs> to try and get a shot off uh, which didn't quite work but he just poked it in once he landed anyway and uh, mm-hmm. that's another it's again scoring at those important moments is so pivotal isn't it in ma- game so sc- scoring just before half time settled the nerves um, it, it means some to got a mountain to climb, and then, as we know, as we've touched on, they're already sort of psychologically in a pretty poor place anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, you're bringing back those familiar feelings. What we haven't mentioned so far was that Westwood was on the commentary loop,
1: yeah, we didn't, and um. <laughs> I was kind of I'm a bit disappointed You brought that up I guess we have to I feel like we have to Bring it up <laughs> okay. but like you,
0: you just wanted to skip by
1: Well it was just it, it was a bit like You know I was thinking about it And I was thinking about Well what am I going to say On the podcast about this Because you know It feels like something To talk about And some people were like Whoa it was really interesting I haven't cared Wash I'm like I didn't think it was It wasn't the Hutchinson tell all That when Hutch no, was no, Hutch no, doing Co-commentary role Um, There were some moments There were some grommets Of interest But large, <laughs> largely I was like
0: you, As a commentator though Would you say it was really good Really, really good. Really, really good. Actually, it's really good, and
1: he's a good lad, which is important. He's not a. I, I don't think it's where his talents lie post 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 his football <laughs> career, which is still a thing, right? He talked about he's training with Crew. I think that's one thing, yeah. he learned, which was interesting. And he talked a little. You know, players will always, you know, will never be explicit, and they can't. And that's unfair to talk about any opportunities which passed up. He said there was something, yeah. but it wasn't right for him and his family, okay. which is fine. I think he seems very based in you know in the Manchester area. The yeah. thing that like, the only thing I. Thought it was nice and it's just the usual Wednesday kind of jingo was that like his his eight-year-old son's a big Wednesday fan thanks to his career That's here that, yeah, yeah. and is basically saying like I like the bit where he said oh I was talking to my son I said um oh, I'm going to Hills- going to Hillsborough he's like what are you going back he's like no I'm just going to commentate his son went oh, I miss it uh, <laughs> and he went yeah me too mate I was like oh <laughs> that was nice I like that bit but yeah. The rest of it was, uh, you know, he talked a bit about like how he will bellow out to tell them to press, and
0: yes, yeah,
1: that was okay. It it, it wasn't it, it wasn't uh, the exciting thing that Hutchinson Fair was. Hutchinson I think he tried to make a
0: lot. Yeah, I think so. I thought my sort of takeaways were there was int- it, it was more what wasn't said. I think probably often, but you know, mm. he, he really full of praise for Bruce and talked about how Bruce was had us like really up for it the season where he was going to get to start the the season for us um we were running through teams was uh was was westwood's assessment of it and then he sort of said and that the the work we did with bruce in pre-season kept us going till about christmas time which is alluding <laughs> then to the fact that monk did sweet fa in his mind and yeah. that's when it all fell to pieces um So that was in, I mean, that was interesting in that we kind of went to the precipice and then didn't quite look, you know, we didn't quite do the job of looking over the head. Um, He was also a bit coy when he was asked about Hodges' injury. He said, Sam's good, but I'm not going to break any secrets or tell any secrets or something like that, which was very kind of like, hmm, okay. Um, Because there are rumours that his absence is not entirely to do with his fitness to play football again which seems to be a constant refrain with sam hutchinson um so uh, and supposedly may well have been part of the talks the sort of come to jesus talks that were had after uh the previous league game as well anyway we we don't know we don't we don't we don't know any details we just uh we know that there's speculation
1: Speculating uh,
0: yes yes um but yeah his whole sort of mannerisms were re- were quite odd like I think you can tell you know you sometimes get someone that's like a sort of a difficult bugger is their kind of personality mm. <laughs> and I sort of got the feeling that that's probably what Westwoods like he probably just likes to wind people up in the pub or whatever just I got the feeling that that's kind of his his oeuvre is being a bit of a a bit of a difficult lad to deal with um because it felt just like he was having an argument constantly with Rob not a, not an argument but like a low level like disagreement and he was kind of like proving his point or st- or like accepting that he was wrong or whatever I don't know like that's really good actually really really good actually you know? I don't know, just very odd Um, as you say, not a a natural to the mic.
1: You got a feeling of low level level needle coming
0: Low level needle, yeah Yeah. trying to do that banter thing, because you do get that between commentators and co-commentators now, like, everybody feels like they have to do it, (laughs) yeah but your wife doesn't love you (laughs) you know, like, okay can we just talk about the football? No, you were telling me at half time (laughs) <laughs> She'd send you a text saying "Don't come back tonight." <laughs> you know a lot of that, like telling tales out of school, sort of nonsense. Um, anyway, second half we uh, we scored again. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a good little goal. I thought some people thought that was a bit messy, but I, no, I thought it was, it was a good a good cross, a cross, a cross again by Johnson to start mm. to start the ball rolling. Canberry did really well with it to work it out to Patterson. And I suppose that's where the question is. Was Patterson shooting? Was he crossing? Um, I think that was the only bit of the... He put the ball the only place that he could do really. I don't think mm-hmm. he could have got a shot off. Mm-hmm. So he was, I think he was trying to hit it with a bit of fizz on it to maybe maybe sort of curl away and and go into that the far post. But what it, Gregory absolutely read what was happening. That's the main thing, and that's what makes it a good goal because it's just a good striker's intuition and finish. Um, he he read the moment, reacted and. And finished it with a plum, and that was that was pretty much it, really. There, there was was, not much in the way of incident was, after that. That was all
1: she wrote, yeah.
0: That was all she wrote. So, just in terms of that, I mentioned as the stat there from Johnson: four interceptions, four clearances, eighty percent pass completion, and two out of two crosses reached a Wednesday man. So, yeah, a very fine performance, really. Um, even though. <laughs> You know, we, we joined with everybody else in feeling that it was a laughable choice. This second game, it seems like it's starting to bear some fruit and we'll walk. We'll work our way into the third game now, which is the FA Cup match with Plymouth. Let's I do, do have that. To say, I do have to say both these games I, I watched from the comfort of my own home. So the Sunderland game, um, typical of of a Wednesday performance when I have decided I don't want to ruin my week by, by, by going along and having a very late night getting back. Um, that's when Wednesday decide to turn up and have their best home performance of the season. Um, but there we go. Um, so yeah, FA Cup, um, welcoming Plymouth. And I think were you the same as me as having a bit of a kind of worried pit of your stomach type feeling that we were playing them again because they pretty conclusively whooped our butts last time out. I
1: think knowing and coming to them just um, since we're recording this quite late, I, I made the uh, executive decision for my own mild well-being follow having a few ales last night at the Saddle Dome and then going out and having a few more beers after that I'll be honest uh, with the clocks changing and getting an hour back I thought this yeah. is probably and also since it's an FA Cup game and it can put on uh, different coverage I get the I get the added bonus that I can access the stream of the game and watch the whole thing back without any spoilers which is yeah. still something that irritates me that we don't get with ifollow I don't they need to do something to be cognizant of something like that
2: yeah yeah
1: so for the sake of this I yeah I'm doing we're doing this quite late this is as we speak time's about 7:20 in the UK 12:20 right. here in in Alberta Canada mountain standard time and um I think having that barrier of just watching everything back for that was far removed from what was going on live just kind of removed some of the some of the nerves for me you know I knew it was done by the time I was watching, yeah. and just I, I specifically had my phone on airplane mood, just not to not to kind of spoil anything. Yeah. And um, but I mean previous to this, like I did feel I think it was interesting, like especially after midweek, I wondered about what would happen. And I, I guess the interesting thing for me is like, I think we we naturally see the cup competitions in this stage when the league is so very important to us. The season and making a good impact on league one is in our position a, a, a real priority it, yeah. it does kind of feel a little bit like a free hit but yeah um i think the thing i'm glad about from this game is kind of and, and cutting forward to the end is like this was a decent performance from sheffield wednesday and i'm glad we kept that up and we kept that momentum going yeah so i i think i kind of thought like this is an opportunity for a bit of momentum I didn't know if it was going to be something that we would, I certainly didn't think that we would humble Plymouth. No. Or outplay them to any great any great stretch yeah. but maybe I, I felt a little bit coming into this game like especially after what happened midweek I wasn't looking forward to it when the draw was made it it, it wasn't a draw that would make me feel excited no um but I mean that. uh yeah it's it's uh, it was a. it was a bit more confident about thing following midweek
0: hmm. it's just I think probably our yeah certainly the best opposition performance we've seen against us this season came to oh totally um like, and I think most very much been beaten as well
1: yeah yeah comfortable comfortable defeats comfortable victory for for plymouth they were <clears throat> it just seemed like everything that their mentality is and what they're doing at uh, ryan lowe's doing at plymouth just felt like it was coming into fruition against wednesday yeah they're doing really well they're, they're second in the league if this if they keep it up then yeah automatically it looks like it's a uh, formality if they keep it up but um mm. it felt like a big performance for them It didn't feel like I, I i imagined watching it and thinking this isn't like something that is completely untoward and out of the normal for them yeah like, but it, it felt like it, it felt like the monikers <laughs> of a performance which kind of sums up a lot of their performance
0: a bit like if it felt like maybe they're equivalent to Um, the game under Carlos against Arsenal where it's just like all of the you see what what they're working on the game plan Mm. formed to the nth degree against a team that were just not prepared for the intensity the the verve that they played with Mm -hmm. and as a result just yeah it's that if Ryan Lowe has to point to what what do you what do you want this team to do he would probably point to that game and go that that is what I want. I want the pr- I want the intensity. I want the pressing. I want the fullbacks doing the coming. You know, being a threat. I want you know all those things. All worked again. Mm. Uh, it also didn't help that, that that was Bailey Peacock Farrell's worst game for us. I think probably. Um, he, he really had a bad time uh, mm. on top of everything else. But anyway, so yeah, I, w- I was a little bit worried. I, I was a bit worried about the kind of aura that coming into it. I think it's, it speaks highly to the team that they were able to put in such a good performance and not be cowed by the fact that this is a team run you know, run them ragged previously. Mm. Um,
1: I mean, what a great one to pick for TV selection, just in terms of yeah. kind of standing, you know, there's this kind of the relegated giants, of, you know, the yeah. narrative, the grand old stage, the old arena, all this stuff. Like look at the seeping with history. This has been a this has yeah. been a venue for many a FA Cup semi final. You know, Wednesday have got a, a bit of a storied career, and you know they yeah. focused on '93. Plymouth didn't really have anything like that, but Plymouth are coming in and then. You know, they're having this fantastic season, probably yeah. having one of their best seasons since, I don't know, what God, since, were they doing quite well under Storic
0: Probably, I think, yeah, Sturic, Sturic had, uh, had successive promotion.
1: Because I, I remember when they got up to the championship at one point, so we've we've played them there before in the championship, yeah. and they were they were kind of struggling, and then they, they seem to have two successive relegations. I'm not sure at what yeah. point they came up from. League Two to League One, but it, it has happened, obviously. So yeah, and then I don't know. I think is there maybe a bit of appeal around Ryan Lowe? I think it, it feels Love like it. there's a bit of a media appeal around him.
0: Yeah, I think he talks well, doesn't he? He's obviously yeah, he's a he's got he's a charismatic dude, mm. uh, and there's a kudos to being a up and coming English manager. You know, he's not done anything to blot his copybook at this stage, and mm. there's always a there's always a lot of hope and expectation in that. There's situation. a lot of
1: excitement around that. There's
0: Yeah, Yeah, somebody might be the next phenom that comes out of these things and actually does yeah does make things happen.
1: So I, I fired up my my feed and then we had like a lot of uh I imagine we have different footage. So it's probably the same footage, just like maybe you probably could have with more you had like Waddle in the studio. Was that a nice idea? Yeah waddle,
0: waddle and holloway in the in Waddle the, and Holloway uh, not in the studio,
1: pitch side. Pitch side okay yeah and so what we kind of got from our feed was essentially like we got a lot of beautiful B roll footage of uh the Wednesday uh, of uh, Hillsborough from the top, you Good know, stuff. kind yeah, of that was a little bit.
0: Yeah, little bit we stuff. got a
1: lot of that. We got a lot of fans, okay. a lot of young fans' faces, okay, you know, cutting in between there. Um, in terms of like focusing on the players, I was a bit miffed that the narrative was very much like, I think they expected Plymouth to Come win this it. one comfortably, yeah at Hillsborough given their situation because it was like let's look at the Wednesday players oh here's Barry Bannon Barry <laughs> yeah, yeah, bannon has yeah. got a goal and three assists and then he's created 34 chances I think it said yeah. which is the current stat around Bannon and then it's like let's look at the Plymouth players and then it was like here's Connor Grant here's Jeffcott here's there was like three or four yeah. Plymouth players focused on and I was like for fuck's sake
0: yeah for yes. fuck's
1: sake coverage <laughs> that, that kind of irritate the crap out of me they always
0: be set a narrow, uh, that's I don't know whether it's but that they always set a story up and then try and like pin everything to that story, don't they? Like they set mm. a story ahead of time. Why can't they let a game happen and then see and see a narrative? Surely that's what you're supposed to do as a journal. You're not you're supposed to let things develop and not and not just like go, yeah, okay, that, that clip sort of agrees with what we were saying earlier. So does that. We'll not talk about this. I see it happen so often in like five sports, like somebody's talked up a particular person so much that you're watching the fight and it's like they get hit three times and they do one punch. That's a great left from from uh, Smith there. Gray left. Like he's ble- he's bleeding. Things are falling off of him. Oh, he's doing. That was really. Remember the left. That was very good when he did the left. Was um and yeah, that just seems like the, that's what I was talking about. The you know, there's this like modicum of attention and information they give to us in this situation and that's all you get. You know, I'm not going to bother. Uh, Lee Dixon didn't remember any player's name. Uh, at, w- at several points, he just said the player who cleared it and the player who kicked it. Because he just, he's not even bothering l- l- looking at numbers and names. He just, it's not worth it. It's Sunday. Mo- he's had to get up early on a Sunday morning. He's not happy. Um, there was a bit of banter at half time where he squashed his banana. Um... <laughs> I also felt very sorry for the fans there. The North Stand—they decided to like close half. Yeah, of the Yeah, everyone. And fought. having having you you and I sat there for many years in the winter. The sun is full on if or if you're in the North Stand generally till about in a normal kickoff till a, till about the second half. But because this was an early kickoff and they were all down low, they had the sun in their eyes all game. Those poor subs. But there we go. <laughs> At least there was some sun.
1: what was, but, uh, what was the attendance today? Because it was looking
0: Oh six, I think. It was really not not
1: that wow. do you remember do you remember what ticket prices were? I
0: don't I don't remember what prices were.
1: Hmm. But that know. that nearly kicked off on a Sunday with Wednesday being this and it being on tele. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a huge
0: not a good combination. Not a or,
1: get 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 you sent down to Hillsborough
0: thing <laughs> oh why am i why am i struggling to find what the attendance yeah i'm trying to find it it
1: looked like a series of flies
0: it really was yeah it was <laughs> it was thin but as you say there's so many factors in there. point that would make it a struggle and no, nobody wants to tell me so i'm just i saw six thousand somewhere i'm going to stick with that and you'll just have to believe me luke i'm sorry
1: that's fine um so and then obviously that's a long way that's a long way for plymouth to come Everywhere's a long way oh, for yeah. a Plymouth fan to come.
0: It's yeah, very, very long way. And now and we've during, got the well. Do you remember was it an
1: N Power advert with Paul Whitehouse playing a Plymouth fan who was on the road? Did you remember that? I don't. And he would like to talk about like how he's talking his, his weird weird Plymouth accent impression about like how it's <laughs> how it's a long way for him to go everywhere. I'll have to go, <laughs> I'll have to go and find that and send it to you afterwards.
0: That sounds good, yeah. But so so seven thousand seven thousand two hundred or something I <laughs> 7261
1: The magic of the FA Cup.
0: Mmm eh? sweet sweet magic
1: we need to so I need to tell like I don't know if this is uh, directed by you know people who cover Sportsnet are here or Mm -hmm. whether it's just from the footage that you guys get if there's a new generation of people who are looking at the FA Cup we Mm. need to I would be the director like shouting in every cameraman's ears to be like get us footage of a silver foil cup in the hands of someone in the crowd (laughs) maybe maybe no Wednesday fans have done that yet but that's that's a classic you're gonna take an FA Cup down
0: it is a classic tin foil FA Cup fantastic lovely Um, Line up
1: Yeah Why are we starting Berahino over Gregory?
0: Favourable Take It's giving him a rest He works He works very hard He worked very hard Midweek He's an old man This uh, This machine beast Needs Sometimes needs uh, Needs to check in Check in for an oil chain
1: Speaking of beasts as well Just talk about Berahino Do you think he was looking Like a diet Chris O'Grady today? (laughs)
0: Oh, uh, he's really becoming in a season of disappointments. He is becoming the uh, the most disappointing signing, I think. As time as time draws on,
1: even when he was a position of being like, we were like, this is a bit of a cheap gamble for Wednesday.
0: But he plays so much. Mm. That's just pet.
1: His teacher's pet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Same with uh with old Show Hippo. <laughs> Show Hippo. <laughs> Some teams have a sure pony, we've got a sure hippo. <laughs>
1: best best in hippo show.
0: But <laughs> like hope I would hope the lesson of the impact that we've seen from FDB from D- 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 Delhi Bashiru, the impact we've seen from Corbino would be you know, these other guys, Darren, they can play football as well. You don't need to just keep trying, keep trying Barahino and keep trying mm. Shodipo. Uh, Do you think it's more worthwhile?
1: To... Do you think it's more worthwhile in some of the false? Like, it's again, it's it's, it's a narrative we've come out about that Wednesday that you know, the 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 poor performers, some poor performers start more games than other poor performers,
0: yes, yeah, you know, like some girls are bigger than others some
1: girls are bigger than others yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some poor performers are bigger than other girls mothers
0: <laughs> have bigger appearance records than other poor performers <laughs>
2: um like
1: i not that i see anything that makes me radically think that he's a player who needs to be playing more games of football but can we just say like what do, what does so need to do to get the same level <laughs> yeah. of the same the same generous level? that Berahino's had. Yeah. Both have had the same amount of goals. I mean, different competitions, but...
0: I just... Yeah. I just... At the moment, it's very hard to see what Berahino's good at because he doesn't seem to have the pace to be a threat with his pace. He's not very strong. No. And... He is really frightened in possession, so doesn't make things happen with any skill either or composure. Um, his finishing have,
1: is okay.
0: Well, he's doing that thing of how many times does he cut onto his weak foot for the shot so that, oh, well, it was my left foot anyway. You know, he's, he's hedging yeah. himself the gap. How, ma-
1: how many situations being like, well, look, I want a corner.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, that, I don't know. I just felt like he had that dream start. He got that goal in the first game, and I thought, "Here we go." Mm. And it's like it's been so long since that now that he needs a goal to get going again. Yeah. Um. But it's hard to see where that's going to come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's
1: weird because I I think about him and I'm like, yeah, he's he's not a bad player, but I, I don't know what is. No. I don't know what his strengths are.
0: No. No.
1: I can't sell. If I'm trying to sell Berahino at the, the used player car park lot,
0: yeah,
1: I, I just I get I get I get confused, and then I just say excuse me, and I go to the bathroom, and then like escape through the window and run off home.
0: He is a he <laughs> is a player. That much we can say. He is a man that has played football. Football, yes. Um, that we can narrow that down. He's it's a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's played it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the thing is, I, I think Canberri in a similar sort of field in that I don't really know what he's good at. Yeah. But canberry has got what, three, four goals already. So at least he's doing, he's turning up in the right spot and he puts the ball in the back mm. of the net, which if you're a striker, I don't actually need to know what you're good at. As long mm. as you do that, you can look bad at everything. As long as you do that. Chris Boyd made a career. I mean, he could barely move. But mm. give him a ball in the penalty box and he'd score. And nothing else really matters. Mm. I
1: it's always love really- it. I always loved the narrative in the Premier League with, you know, the, the, the prima donnas getting upset about a number of things yeah. in the Premier League. So it was like, there's a tweet about a Man U fan being like, oh, I've supported this club through thick and thin uh-huh. for the last 10 years. And I'm like, I would love your level of failure. Like, yes. Yeah, shut your yeah, mouth.
0: Yeah. Little baby. Oh, thin is it? Thin? Oh. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> your Pretamanja monja gruel is too thin. <laughs> so, because I was having this conversation with a friend of mine, I met up with an old work colleague of mine, he's a Liverpool fan, and we were talking yeah. about, he said he's more interested in what's going on, at man, you. Right now, because it's just—it's just so it just pivots between like you know terrible and then oh no yeah. everything's okay. Yeah. there's like this this back and forth excitement on this level yeah. just going on. And like we and talked sad about,
0: there throughout. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you call Olly so shy a sad golem.
0: He's a bit like sad golem.
1: <laughs> I'd love to see him doing this. No, no, <laughs> we, c- no, we cannot. <laughs> Must must defend my pressures. No, no, these players can.
0: Now we've got it and we don't know what to do with it. <laughs> you
1: know the argument about like, so we talking about like Ronaldo being a player who doesn't do much for the team, but yet yeah, yeah. he scores a lot of goals. And I'm like, yeah. I fucking love one of those.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Like, don't
1: give a shit if, like, if Canberry does fuck all for the rest of the season, but gets 15 goals, I'll be like,
0: yeah,
2: yeah,
1: fucking love him, put him, yeah, first name on the team sheet.
2: Absolutely.
1: We've had exactly. similar things with Gregory, but Gregory looks like he does more.
0: Yeah, but that, yeah. yeah, I mean, the abiding thing with Gregory is he keeps popping in popping up with goals. Mm. But I think yeah. we've
1: seen more from his play from Gregory than oh, Canberry.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Cam Berry seemed to get some very high praise from Alex Miller midweek.
0: I like his. Uh, I th- I think he's sort of a nuisance to play against in. Mm. in yeah, he's a presence. So,
1: just to finish off lineup because we're we're deviating. Yeah. we're deviating Sorry. all over all over place today. Um, lineup was lineup was good except for Berahino. I'm going to say. Yeah. I was just like, why are we not playing Gregory?
0: Yeah, fair, fair, absolutely fair. Mm.
1: Um, should we kick off? Kick off going through. Kick off um, well
0: the other thing just worth noting play um Lineup wise, nice to see Luongo and Bayers on the bench. So we've got some of those options coming back.
1: I didn't notice Uh, they were. Yeah. So I mean they didn't get on amid five five substitutes. (laughs) Yes. Five substitutes. (laughs) I thought we were great. I thought we were still a pandemic pandemic football. I thought we were like
0: FA Cup's different,
1: I guess. FA Cup's different. All right then.
0: But yeah, Massimo Luongo has progressed from (laughs) coquettishly supping tea on the outskirts of YouTube videos to coquettishly supping tea on the outskirts of ITV. (laughs) This was, I mean, this was pretty good from the off today, wasn't it? Oh, I
1: thought yeah. I thought uh, it was a great game for the neutral, mm. like a game. I tell my North American friends and colleagues that it was an entertaining nil-nil, and then they say, "What do you mean?"
0: <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: But uh, no, it was it was back and forth, and um, <clears throat> I felt we did pretty well considering Plymouth looked like a very dangerous outfit. But also, we were getting forward and asking questions ourselves, and we really exploited some space. And a lot of the attacking play was really great.
0: Yeah, because I, I think so. So Plymouth marked last uh, at their, when we played them at their place. We sort of t- commented on how they come up with a very good solution to us trying to play out from the back which was essentially let Dunkley get the ball and then take it off him <laughs> or have him panic and give it to you himself um so like he was he was the kid with the lunch money that bullied himself uh Shay Dunkley in in the scenario that they set up previously but this time it just felt like we we would work, we were easily working around their press for what it was worth, mm. um, getting ourselves at least two thirds up the pitch very successfully. I think there was those final moments where we didn't quite we didn't quite have enough to put it together in at, at that stage. But yeah, Plymouth were definitely trying to pounce on any mistakes, and in, in particular Kamara was the guy that was leading the line with
2: that. Mm. Uh, he
0: is a he looks a very fine footballer again. He stood out last time, and I thought he stood out. Today he, he caught Bannon. Bannon sort of bottled a challenge and then couldn't keep up with him when he sort of charged all the way up the pit. Um, he also, um, he, he, yeah, he caught Dunkley with a heavy touch, and he and he caught um, he caught Wing with a heavy touch as well. So he was really like just just playing on the edge, waiting for us to make mistakes. We didn't really make many. But those, heart, those little moments of hesitation and those those touches that went a little bit awry, he was always just snapping at our heels. But by and large, just nice, controlled possession. We always looked like we had a plan. We always had players to hit it to. Mm. Um, our first shot on target was uh, the one where Adeniran sort of broke, um, made an interception and then sort of burst through, played a one-two with Berahino. And he probably should have crossed it. He did the shot. To the far post in the hope that the keeper yeah. spills it, but I think they held on to it very well.
1: Mm. That was the 40th minute, Mark. But I've got a few notes before oh. that. Um, you know, again, you, I wanted to say I thought the segue was going to be that camera had had a decent chance. That's a good yeah. counter-attack. I thought Bannon really was wild. a little bit unfortunate to lose the ball, but then yeah. they got forward and they really motored the ball forward on the counter very, very quickly. I mean, you've mentioned how... It, 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 probably not a good day at the office for them, but still, I think you can see a lot of talent in Jeff Cotton Hardy. Yeah. Up top for Plymouth, Definitely. they both look very good. Yeah. Um, that was a pretty bad finish, but then Peacock Farrell kind of booted it away in this kind of stopped. Yeah. Um Hino on the seventh minute is probably... The offside call doesn't forgive such a bad header.
0: Yes, yes.
1: So great run surging forward from William Palmer, which is all, we saw a lot of that today, which was it. just fantastic. Um, put in the great cross, Berihino just made such a bad connection. Yeah, head.
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, ended up heading it like nearer to the corner flag than the the goal, in the, in the end, and was yeah relieved to to see the off the officials flag go. up.
1: Conor Grant, who you know highlighted in the commentary as uh, Plymouth's danger man, former mm. formerly of his parish, is he formerly <laughs> yeah. of his parish or am I thinking someone else? No, That's
0: he's right. not. He's a different Conor kind of Grant, but
1: he's a different Conor. We
0: yeah kind of <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we did this previously, yeah, but yeah, they've allowed two of them to exist. I can't believe it. Anyway,
1: he's a, he's a good player. Yes, he is. Not, a good not player. the one I think of, but he's a good player. Uh, he fums one on target, in ninth minute there, but for the grace of Johnson's back, that went. That was yep, cannon yep, cannoned over was a for good a block. corner. That was a good block. Uh thirteenth minute just before that one you mentioned is a decent pass, but uh decent pass, decent cross back Patterson that can <laughs> put away. Yeah. Corbino did a great interception on, from across in the 19th minute. Uh the our commentator team said that Manague and Palmer getting forward around this point. All right. which I enjoyed. <laughs> uh I I have in a very in a good performance from Sheffield Wednesday. I think there's a, there's a couple of moments I can think about, one which I haven't made a note of where do you remember when Johnson had it on the left wing, left back roll spot and then he decided to run it backwards?
0: Yeah, that was weird because I think he was sort of imagining more pressure than there actually was. <laughs> but, but like it, there were players Close by, but not close enough to to warrant him turning round. And yeah, he nearly got himself into trouble with that, didn't he?
2: Mm.
1: The other moment I want to say is the 29th minute. I said, Wow, that was awful. So Plymouth won the ball off of Dunkley in his yeah. own half. That was poor. And then I for all the praise that I'm gonna giving for Peacock Farrell for two clean sheets. Yeah the moment of real weakness I think I saw from him today was that moment where he looked like he was going to chase it down and then the chase he kind of gave up on the idea he wasn't confident about going for it anymore but the problem with doing that is like he just left himself in complete no man's land
0: it was bizarre wasn't it yeah so again that was it was a a Kamara uh, taking it off dunkly for for the Mm, list but actually we saw a couple of times Wing absolutely breaking his back We had so we ended up there was two or three times we ended up in the situation where Johnson was having to cover across for the other two defenders, which is <laughs> highly worrying. But Wing absolutely booking it back with Hardy to try and make sure we're covered. And he did that mm. twice really effectively and did it effectively here, mm-hmm. which meant that the cross was tame to nobody. And yeah, but Bailey Peacock Farrell just looked like, just drop on the ball and it's, it's the end of the, the moment. Mm. But he let it roll past him sort of fronted up to the the plymouth player and then it ended up we were very lucky just to see that sort of trickle wide
1: back well they kind of pulled it back right and then it was just yeah. kind of, like i think maybe the strength of wednesday's defense in that situation too you know louis yeah we louis, got a lot of bodies Wing. yeah coming back for that um 31st minutes and great attacking play in around the box baz and camberry becoming unlikely one two one one two partners
0: yes Nice, yeah.
1: That was uh, something weird. I think that's all I've got for the first half. I yeah. mean, there's, there was a lot of, you know, it was a frenzied, frenzied fun, you know, back and forth game.
0: It's interesting to see. So after the, after the match, Bannon sort of said, oh, we didn't really get going in the first half. And uh, I suppose, in an attacking sense, we didn't, we weren't as threatening as maybe we could have been, but I thought. Mm. I thought we were the team in control and in charge of the game, really. Like, Plymouth thought, will living our scraps, but they, th- they are a dangerous goal scorers. I it?
1: thought largely the first half of the first half, ho ho, was kind uh, of more Wednesday. Yeah, that's it was a fair lot point. more Wednesday, but then it was, I think it was definitely more Plymouth for the, the latter end of the half. Yeah. Um, My note around half time, I, I've, I did around, I said around, Hardy and Jeff got looking very dangerous up front, that kind of partnership. Mm. Um, And then I think to come into this, like, I want to say the unlikely trio of our three centre-backs is looking like a very unconventional partnership, which depending on the episode looks like it worked. Yeah. The last two games, I think they were doing very well considering they were dealing with with a very live, live, difficult, dangerous counter-attacking side in Plymouth definitely mm-hmm. yeah quite a quite a good game yeah. for the first half I must say
0: I agree I agree yeah no it was it was uh yeah it was enjoyable and um it, it is it's just remarkable the difference between the, between the, the particularly the team that played um the midweek game with uh Cambridge mm. to where we are now is just night and day this is it looks solid it looks like we've got a plan it looks like we're actually got things that you know we're working on and things to build on mm. uh, just nothing we had no presence nothing in the game like to just two weeks ago there's just no- nothing about us so this mm. it is a nice uh, step forward I've, I've put yeah a very solid half of football although the few chances that the that there were fell to plymouth mm. uh kamara is such a good player i wish we had someone in that mold um he seems to see heavy touches coming and caught bannon wing and dunkley out with that um they we interestingly i thought hardy had had quite a good game he was fairly isolated but i thought he worked hard and made things happen but he was taken off at half time by by plymouth um, I, I found that interesting uh, so they he he got taken off and they brought on garrick who looked a different sort of threat he was quite pacey garrick i wonder if they just maybe thought that would he'd keep us honest a bit more at the back because we were keeping quite high line by uh, but i think it's fair to say he didn't have the impact that hardy had mm. um i've said so at the start of the second half i've said um, some banana-based bans from Dixon and Matterface kicks off the second half, followed by a bit of Wednesday pressure. <laughs> um, the story there, Luke, just to fill you in, I know you, uh, I know you're intrigued. Um, Lee Dixon had lent back on his banana, and it had gone all over his bag. So he spent the half time tidying, tidying. <sighs> <laughs>
1: I really hate Lee Dixon.
0: He's awful. He's such. He's a bad
1: he's such. He's such a boring twat. Yeah. He's a real. Um, he's the. He's a living James Milner tweets, isn't he?
0: Yes, he is definitely. He is,
1: and he's just—he's such a—I don't know—I thought like he's such a joyless football player, really. Oh yeah. My favourite own goal of the own time is him chipping David Seaman. Oh yeah. From from very deep at right back, it's a, it's a <laughs> yeah. great finish, but also the fact that it's Lee Dixon just makes me want to point and laugh at him like Nelson Muntz from The Simpsons. <laughs> he's a he's a twat and I think it's also the fact that he's just he's there you know especially when we're looking at this from the lens of the FA Cup and thinking about the closest we've ever been losing yeah. to I'm still it's really weird to be like well people might say to me do you hate Arsenal and I'm like I guess the weird thing is Arsenal's been such a different football club yeah yeah since that time, so it, it doesn't it, it it feels like <laughs> that culture has long gone. But that was very much like the Arsenal of the 90s was a series of drunkards and wife beaters. Yes, who were just boring dour. For you know, it's the whole one 0 to the Arsenal, right? Really awesome. And so I just I hate all those players. No, Ma- so maybe not. Paul Mer- Paul Merson has you know done enough in the media to give himself a bit of characteristic. You know, yeah. Like a bit of a bit yeah. of a character in that regards, but like
2: I'll- Oh, oh, oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I also remember in like reviewing a Wednesday game when um I think when Potter was here. He was oh, like, right. oh, oh I loved uh, oh was it him in the middle, with, uh, Darren Potter? Oh right. <laughs> right. I have a maybe that's sort the of thing, he, but he like hit the
0: front post with three corners in a row. But the whole re-
1: the whole dire, dower r- rear guard with the exception of Seaman. Those defenders yeah. for Arsenal were just tedious. Winterburn, Jeez. Dixon, Brian Adams. Not Brian Adams, Nigel Adams, Nigel Adams, Tony Adams, it, Tony Adams. <laughs> him too, fuck him, um, yeah, I just, oh, so, no, just, just, yeah, let's not talk about Lee Dixon, anymore.
0: Tony Adams really has that like, hollowed out <laughs> personality of, you know, when you like, see people interviewed from the 60s that are like, if you remember the 60s, you didn't, you weren't alive in the 60s kind of people, mm. and it's like, just, there's just so much gone whatever reason, Tony Adams is just the sort of ever talk, you know, talk a slow way. Just like, oh word. Anyway there we go I know he's had quite the life as Tony Adams but Mm. uh, what's left is probably should not be on Punditry but anyway I don't have any notes till the kind of hour mark with all the subs
1: Uh, oh oh my my notes I got distracted here a little bit so I I didn't fully fill in this note but it's coming back to me now the 49th minute there was a really good cross from Corbinot that was headed behind Uh, from the resulting play we had a corner which didn't quite work out we seem to be better at the second half of those corners a lot more things happened where the corner happens, the initial play doesn't work, but then we're recycling it back through Bannon or someone else, and then something, some kind of great moment comes in.
0: Yeah. We had the
1: fantastic moment. I'm not sure if it was Bannon who chipped it forward to. Dunkley was still there, and he yes. tried to do a karate kick thing, was and so he good. absolutely pole-waxed whoever the Plymouth player was. <laughs> Just took a chunk out of this guy's side, whoever the Plymouth <laughs> defender was.
0: It was Galloway, wasn't it? Yeah, he absolutely went through him. Mm. Um, Lee Dixon did, this did make me laugh. Lee Dixon said, I was watching Barry Bannon's set pieces in the week. He puts one hand up sometimes, or two hands up, but he just hits the same corner every time. (laughs) Okay,
1: okay. He gets the same execution. He's back. He's back. He's back. <laughs> it's a fair comment. It's a fair comment. I actually thought, so I, I guess interesting, maybe some of these are damning damning with faint praise. Yeah. Uh, so best, best corner game performance from Barry Bannon today? <laughs> okay. That we've seen in a long time. Best yeah. subs from Darren Moore we've seen.
0: Yeah. Although I did, I questioned, well, first off, I didn't know that we were in five sub lab. So <laughs> making three <laughs> subs at once, I was like, what? It's happened. He has finally... Lost his (laughs) damn mind. <laughs> well that's because it was like triple sub and I'm like subs,
2: yeah. that was that was
0: interesting
1: because I'm like yeah I was like if that's all three subs and I'm, I'm I'm like you know maybe it gives you a bit of like what what happens if X person is injured or something happens. Yeah. But like I, I really enjoyed those triple subs. I, I thought that was it but, was yeah. the closest to like to like we've done. Uh,
0: yeah, I I think I actually aside from the fact I probably would have preferred to see Berahino go off. Um I probably do I probably agree with all the choices that went off. I probably Agree with all the choices that came on. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't think anybody des- would really deserve to be taken off. Who was taken off? No, but, but uh, I can see. You know, it's a bit of a lull. Let's let's make things happen. And I think there's a, there is an element with this this coaching team that they like to plan things like such and such gets an hour of football and they're they're managing metering out exposure to games and things like that for people. So the fact it happened bang on the hour is just very much the way that they seem to operate. Um, But yeah, so uh, Delhi Bashiru came on for Adeniran, Gregory came on for Canberry and uh, Hunt came on for Pat to, to, to make the three subs. So it's um,
1: interesting. So from the footage, because so I made a I made a note and then the commentators mentioned something that I'd missed because I think I was probably making a note. Or it wasn't focused on the camera. Okay. So Denden looks either in like he looks like he was walking off, and it looks like you know if you've like the other week I managed to ping a massive muscle in my neck, and okay. I walked around. I walked to my I managed to get a massage booked in, and I walked to my massage like an old man, like I just couldn't okay. move my head at all. <laughs> okay, it looked like he was either like that, or he was just so intensely pissed off. Yeah, looked in a really strange place when he came off. Did adenirin. I'm very um, annoyed. Well, well they mentioned that, that they said in the commentary they said that the thing I missed was he said that Patterson looked pissed off He
0: yeah. never like he never wants to come up right. Patterson would play every minute of every game no, But the, I mean that speaks highly of him but yeah uh, I mean not so just to bring us way way back, but I won't uh, hopefully worth the digression but that was another thing Westwood talked about I think it got sensationalized in some circles but it, Westwood was talking about p- players who would he said like people like Barry Bannon like Patterson um like I think he mentioned Palmer in the same r- breath but he's saying like if they're anything above like seventy percent they will play mm. um, and he, he also touched on the fact that Bannon had sort of been nursed through a metatarsal injury towards the end. Carlos's first um, which is kind of interesting. I don't think it's like cause for another, like, oh, didn't Carlos ruin everything? I think it happens all the time. That's that's very much the tone it was given. But you can see that with Patterson. We all we used to say Graham Coughlin. I, I think I don't think you sort of got to enjoy the wonders of, of Graham Coughlin. <laughs> but Graham Graham Coughlin was brought in by Sturrock and he'd been his captain at Plymouth as well. And Graham Coughlin, in his captain's notes, said, I don't believe in injury, yeah. <laughs> which is one of the hard, the, the, you know, in a world of hard men, that is the most hard man statement I've ever heard. But so many, mm-hmm. but he had it several times where he was clearly concussed mm. and he was desperate to get on the pitch to defend a header, defend the yeah. corner. All. And so I think like you do see that with players. Players want to certain players want to play. I think certain well, players don't care. But
1: it's interesting because I remember chatting with my dad. So my, my dad worked for the Sheffield Star and did like a number of reporting on reserve games and like a little bit of work in the kind of sports reporting world and mixed his other duties that he did for the star. Mm-hmm. And he remembered interviewing mick lyons in okay. the 80s who's you know obviously a, a real huge pivotal sheffield wednesday center back and a big yeah. big big cult hero for his time for his time with wednesday and he was saying that like you know a few things came out of that I thought was interesting which he basically said that yeah everybody scores in training that was one thing he kind of said which okay. is thing and he said something along the lines i'm pretty sure it was mick lyons my dad told me about this he said that basically players when the team is playing bad players get injured basically when you're playing well everybody wants to play. Yeah.
0: Right, that's a good, uh, yeah, that's an just mm. point. But I think, yeah, Patterson uniformly very annoyed to ever be substituted <laughs> off. Um, but I think Canberra genu- just seemed to be looking at Berahino and kind of going like, why is it why is it me <laughs> and not him kind of thing? Mm. Um, which uh, probably, fair enough. But, but like I say, I don't have a huge, huge qualms with any of them. I think, you know, changing things up, it's good. It's the third game in a week. Plymouth haven't played a game of, uh, their first team haven't played a game for nearly two weeks now, um, because they played a completely changed team, the um, slice of the action, Papa John's trophy, and mm. they week like us. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, managing people's energy levels, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you say, like for like changes. We're not making big changes. This is we've got the system quite happy with how it's working. Brian. Um, I've just got sixty-two minutes. Bannon tries to lob the keeper on the volley from the halfway line. Dixon exclaims, "He is capable of that." And I just thought, is he Lee? Is he? Mm. I guess on a kind of training ground level, like technically, it is a possibility that Bannon would put that ball into mm. the net in a game scenario under pressure. It is never ever going. He's allergic. He comes out in hive. Pees his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the impact Ali Bashiru made.
2: He yeah.
0: He yeah. just like bashed through one of their players. Um, it was a really fun tussle with him and Camera. They seemed to put Camera on him uh, as a kind of marking system, you know, marking move. But that was a really fun to see two like just big strong lads kind of just sh- pushing each other uh, to, to the limits really in terms of pace. Mm. Of uh, shoulder barges etc um was was quite fun to to take in
1: speaking of FTB, the 63rd minute you know he had a great show of of strength and pace to get it into some space yeah i was like oh that i thought that finish must have been deflected wide because it was that poor yeah no um, he just he just he, he when he struck it, he just cut it on the outside of his boot. So he just yeah. really fizzed it with some curl wider than that. Yeah. So disappointing finish.
0: Yeah, but a, but a nice bright moment from him almost straight away. And um, he followed up with an, another couple of them. Um, mm. First off was the back heel to Roman Goldthreat, Liam Palmer, who, who who let one go with his left foot. Unfortunately, it was straight at the keeper. Um, and then he played in Berahino for a chance as well, who forced himself onto his left foot. And, uh, uh, you know, it wasn't a bad. Effort. It tested the keeper, but it was—it wasn't maybe what it could have or should have been given the uh, the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nice to see him come on and immediately have an impact.
1: Brief brief thing—I just want to mention for that. was a 66 minute, I think, 64th minute. Um, Gregory was onside, but oh well? Yeah, yeah. They mentioned in our commentary that Gregory kind of looked across at the the official to be like, "Are you sure about that?"
0: Yeah, he got a couple wrong that that official second half. He uh, there was a couple mm. of offside calls he got wrong, unfortunately. Mm
1: um but 66 six minutes said that was a chance that was when palmer was played in which was fantastic yeah. it, that was a bit of a tame shot from palmer i think it was on his left yeah. foot right
0: it was yeah yeah, yeah. and then
1: quickly afterwards barry fired one the near posts bring out a good save from cooper that's probably the best we saw from barrahino i want to say yeah. uh that was resulting corner that ended up in um, it was bannon i did that lovely delicate chip through ball for wing
0: oh yeah
1: i mean that was that was offside i think yes. it was close but that was that was brilliant. I mean, what a what a lovely run from Lewis Wing. I think, I wing, think wing wings and was
0: odd, mm. but the two players it ended up Right. Going to uh, were off. Okay, that's think, fair enough. I think dunkley in the middle was off. I think, yeah. Right. But yeah, lovely ball. Mm-hmm. Lovely ball in The first the first um yeah, slightly underwhelming finish of many to come for, for Lewis Wing. <laughs> um hmm. did you have anything before Shadipo came on there? Or that sort of happened 75? When
1: did Shadipo? I completely lost that? Um I had a bit of stream issues because I was watching it back, and then at some point I think 73rd minute it just cut out completely. So okay. I had to go back and read. Watch it and then fast forward ahead. Okay. And it wasn't. Very good from Sportsnet's app, so it's not.
0: Well, Shadipo came on the same sort of time that Gregory ha- wasn't offside this time, and uh, that he had he made the same sort of into out, in, inside out run, um, and was found. I, I can't remember who found him with the pass, unfortunately. Feels like it could have been Johnson given the angle, but uh, I'm not sure. Um, but unfortunately, he should have taken it early. If he'd taken it, he got one, he took, down, took it down really, really well into his path. If he'd hit it then. That that's when he that's when he needed to hit it basically because mm. he took another touch and that meant that the keeper could get out to him the defender could get across to him and it ended up not really resulting in, uh, in a fairly easy sort of block away for a corner whereas if he normally takes them early in those situations which is the key thing because the keeper's not set and things but um, yeah he just dallied slightly um, seventh
1: minute I think is a big is a big moment and interesting that I I think let's put a pin and talk about I, I'm interested to talk about Lewis wing at the end of this game.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but huge 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 kudos for huge. for his massive goal line clearance. I mean first of all, yeah. that was a great save from Peacock Farrell. Great
0: save from Peacock Farrell, but it was still going to go in if yeah. Wing had followed up and cleared it.
1: Yeah, and it was great at the time when I saw it the first time, then the footage they had with the camera on the goal line. Oh yeah. Kind of from the angle. Just brilliant. Like uh, yeah. for for you know for you know you could just see it kind of creeping in. And the wing is running in to meet the ball as it's co- he's going with the ball, yeah. And it's a really delicate, artful, and much needed back back you know leaning back volley yeah. to clear yeah. it off the line. It's really hard to do.
2: <laughs> it's it is
1: really Absolutely. really well, well executed, yeah. Thing. So just just brilliant. Because
0: um, Galloway, I think, is waiting to pounce, isn't he? And yeah. uh, Bailey Pick up Farrell's like scrabble- scrambling backwards to try and get. Hopefully kind of get it. Uh, uh, yeah. And but wing just steps in, deals with the situation, took ownership and fantastic. Uh, absolutely. I mean, between the two, it would have been a goal if Bailey Peacock Fowler hadn't saved it, it would have been a goal. If Wing hadn't cleared it as well, um, yeah, brilliant stuff. Really, goal
1: line heroics from Lewis Wing. Mm. Just maybe we'd won it the other end of the pitch, but uh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then he kind of folded up with a really low scuffed chance target as well.
0: So wasn't it yeah. would have
1: been would have been amazing for him to prevent a goal and then go and make it. You know, then go and uh, put his notches ahead in this affair, but it wasn't okay. today. Yeah. 84th minute. So I completely missed that Shadipo went off, by the way, for Corbino. Yeah. So it was only until later on they are like, oh, that's that show hippo. And I'm like, oh, I was not know on the pitch.
2: Yeah. He's sure. <laughs> uh,
1: so, so, so on for Berihino. I've said. Strange. Yeah. But I don't hate it.
0: <laughs> no, no. It was weird, but it was fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. i see Berihino again.
1: Oh, and then speaking of weird substitutions or people from the past coming on, uh, <laughs> we had the. Um, the classic, the classic panto villain, Kieran Agard, or as go. I've known from his time at Yeovil, and now now we're playing for Plymouth, who are wearing the greens. Um, I've named him the Green Twat.
0: Nice. Yeah. Nice.
1: Which also made me think about Green Man, the Green Man Festival, and then I thought about oh, yeah. the, the Green Twat Festival, which is basically, it's like indie folk music, unlike a really nice thing. But everyone's kind of slightly abrasive. So um, basically headlining that festival, Rich, is Father John Misty, but he's going to talk about how he's going to glass you in between his songs. (laughs)
0: Uh, I thought you might have called him Kieran Agar. (laughs) Why would I call him Kieran Agar? I don't know, really. But um, (laughs) it's some sort of algae, isn't it? You use it in in, uh, experiments in school. How
1: about Kieran Agar the Horrible? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's good. I like that. Okay. Um, Yeah, he came on, didn't he? He did did come on.
1: I don't think so. No. I was actually looking back at his soccer base to be like, oh, I wonder what he's up to. You know, and then like, um, interesting enough though, he had like I uh, didn't do much last season. He might have had some injury thing at MK Dons, but the season before the 1819 season, he backed 20 goals in 43 in 43 oh. appearances. Yeah. So maybe this maybe that's uh, you know, Ryan Lowe doing a kind of Berigino gamble. I mean, yeah. Maybe it's a slightly better gamble than Marino, but still, but still he's the ripe old age of 32 now. So I don't know. Um okay. Let's, uh, big talking point, Rich. Want to get your opinion? 89th minute. I think that was a penalty.
0: 100%. So this is, yeah, 90th minute. Wing fluff chance. Shadipo got himself. He won the race, didn't he? That's the thing. He won the race. Yeah. as a striker now, you get you get your touch on the ball. It doesn't matter where it goes. It doesn't matter what your next plan was. He's taken out by the goalkeeper. He got his toe on it, and then the keeper takes him out. And I think the defender probably fouled him as well. 100% a penalty. Oh, and he have fouled by
1: both game. players. Like, he's fouled. Yeah. He's first fouled mainly by the defender. Mm. Like, if there's a percentage split between the two fouls, <laughs> it's like 75-25. But if the you not get the keeper behind him and they both like him. And yeah. like it was really funny. They were like on the commentary, like, oh, that's not a penalty for me. I'm like, how? How in what world? Like you oh. can't you can't have a mentality of saying, oh, he was never gonna get there. Like you don't you don't have some weird laws around that actually
0: he gets his toe on it that's there's nothing else that matters really he wins the race he gets his foot there before the keeper before the defender and then he's unable to continue what he would have done because he's physically stopped from doing so so it's 100% a penalty yeah if we if this is a VAR game the FA Cup being one of these weird competitions where depending on which ground you're at you get VAR or you don't get VAR Please. No, um, yeah, it would have been given. Mm, um, more the referee, by the way, sporting one of those heads of hair where he's like, he's got hair all over, but it's there's just like it's like one strand per square inch in certain areas, um, and uh, I hadn't really noticed his presence until that moment, uh, which probably speaks to the fact he had a good game outside of that. But um, yeah, that's the biggest. That it should have been a pen. uh, Annoyingly Well I don't know Whether it's annoyingly We did get one Last bite of the cherry
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, 93rd minute Johnson was Just a really Battling Determined run Forward Rode a couple Of challenges Picked out A perfect Pass To wing All he had to do Really was just get it on target and it's, it's a goal. And he did his masterclass of leaning back and just mm. ballooning it over. I don't know whether watching the two chances together, because I don't know whether the composure he showed in the 90th minute of letting it stop so that he could have a shot, which meant he was closed down. I don't know whether that then fed into him rushing the chance the second time he's like well i can't let it bounce again because i got caught so i'll just hit it way too high but he should he should have he should be the match winner he should be getting man of the match and some incredible like you know key to the city thing for clearing off the line and scoring a goal in the same game yeah
1: um how weird that we've come into this and we're like this is this is weirdly frustrating around lewis wing today yeah for all the positives yeah. we saw, and, like, a huge, huge gold line clearance. Yeah. But then, yeah, yeah. And that great run, that great run that I mentioned. Yeah. Which didn't come to anything, but then, yeah. There's... But it's
0: a great run again. Like, it's a great run to be... I suppose that's the thing with Wing, and it, it does remind me of early days of Kieran Lee. Um, you sort of think, like, well, I don't want him to have these chances because he's not good at them. But it's his reading of the game and his movement that's making the chances happen. So... Yeah. It, He needs to get... Nobody else is doing it, so he needs to get better and and more composure in those moments because nobody else is seeing those windows and and making it happen. So, I mean, good on him for once again being there, and he made that run twice, peeling off their uh, left-sided centre-back and finding that little gap. He did it twice, and really we were very unlucky not to get a goal out of one of those two scenarios. That ball from Johnson was brilliant as well. I really loved how he was so... Like, he knew it was our last roll of the dice. He was determined to make it count. And I just... It would have been so nice if that had been rewarded with a thumping volley. Because I I, I just like that. I mean, how many times have we sat watching games where you're like, get it... You know, we're passing it around the back for. And you're like, just get forward. We've got, there's no time left. You know, the ref is looking at, he's looked at his watch twice. You need to get it forward. And to see a player take that moment and and actually like, yeah, do you know what? I am going to not just put it forward. I'm going to play the right pass here. Oh, it should have been. It was all written in the stars. Um, just turns out Lewis Wing can't read Sanskrit. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, in many ways, a very positive performance and a good week all round. We're, we're we're still in the hat for Tuesday's draw.
1: The draw's on Tuesday now.
0: It is apparently, yeah.
1: Okay, interesting. And then we've got the replay of Week Tuesday, right? Because we've got the we've got another Slacity action on Tuesday see, yeah. against Harrogate Town. Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a busy, 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 busy schedule, I guess. Right? Yeah. Got a Laura lot, of, lot of games coming up. We've
0: got to squeeze in that extra match now which I guess nobody's really excited
1: for. And we've got to go all the way down midweek to Plymouth. That's like, indeed. they had to come here on the weekend, which isn't fun. Maybe I should stop thinking yeah. it like they're actually, like, nine to five footballers because they aren't, you know. <laughs> but it just doesn't sound fun. It doesn't sound fun for no, me. No, it, it you. doesn't,
0: does it? No. You know?
1: Oh, hilariously, like, Flashcore has is, is given the... the uh, they bizarrely think the replay's on Tuesday, this Tuesday. That That's...
0: would be a very quick turnaround.
1: And also, we'd have to manage two games. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Like And that's the thing, hilariously, we could probably have to name a stronger lineup for, if that was the case, we'd have to name a stronger lineup for the uh, Papa John's Trophy, because they have laws about such things, and you don't have that for the FA Cup. You can do what you want with the FA Cup, because... I know you're a grown, you're grown adults who manage football competition.
0: <laughs> oh dear.
1: So, yep, Tuesday against Harrogate, then next Saturday we're at Gillingham, and then we're going to have the replay midweek, uh, the week after that against Plymouth, then it's away at Accrington, then we've got a midweek game against home MK Dons, then we're at home to Plymouth, and then I guess the first weekend of, um, I'm trying to think about this now, is it, is it going to be like, is it, is it the first weekend in December? we get the um
0: yeah it's gonna be fourth i guess
1: which is why we don't have a game scheduled then but then the next game we've got is basically away at portsmouth so it's yeah it's it's a really really busy schedule
0: thick and fast
1: thick and fast and what if we get another second round game and we have to replay that and if we beat plymouth (laughs) So many games. So many games of football. Uh it's all and becoming a bit
0: just uh, what we want.
1: It's all becoming a bit David Mitchell, you
0: know. <laughs> so am I this is the big question here coming away from the match. Am I now am I now a fan of Johnson at
2: the back. Was it
1: a, su- uh, a swallow? A swallow doesn't make a summer. However, when you say that that phrase, but um, it's, yeah, but it's we've swans had swans. we've had we've had two swallows. It's yeah, it's, two swallows. it's it's. Uh, I'm glad something's working. I'm glad it's working. I'm glad we're getting some benefit out of it. I I find it incredible that a it's working. B it's worked a couple of occasions midweek. I think I want to say like amidst a very good performance for Wednesday. I'm not sure who was the star man against Sunderland, but I think I would have called out Johnson just because it's so surprising that he was all right midweek
0: yeah yeah you know it's yeah. more of a
1: six out of ten performance maybe today he's one of the candidates for man of the match
0: yeah i think well we're looking at now three games in a row where it's worked fairly well I And mean, I, I know i know it wasn't the most um the most overwhelming performance uh, the first game where he played played centre back I'm now blanking on one of our many draws in a row uh the Cheltenham Town game but mm. I don't think he was particularly at fault no so yeah I, I don't know it's a bit it's interesting it's an interesting scenario to be that just feeling that, like this was the you know the absolute living end of the laughable smash all my toys together um <laughs> school, school of school of uh picking a team that that Darren Moore was going through uh to feeling like it might be the beginning of something sustainable. And useful and rather good. Mm. Yeah, intriguing. I mean, I think him and Corbinot combined, there's definitely like, if I'm an opp- opposing team, that's the side I'm going to be attacking.
1: We're getting down the wings with uh, Palmer and Patterson. Yeah. You know, there's a doubling up. Like, are we? Are we? Are we going to? Is is is? Uh, is Big Dave going to now get the portraits like Chrissy Wilder did for his for his overlapping centre backs?
0: Oh, exactly. <laughs> you know. Supposedly he's back. Going to be back in a job. Chrissy's shining a shiny puffer puffer jacket Wilder <laughs> where is he ending up? Uh, Warnock is going to replace Warnock at Middlesbrough really they've handed it from piggy to piggy piggy to piggy
1: Alan is, what, Biggs is, Warn- is, doing- is Warnock I getting I
0: know but
1: I know is Warnock getting ousted then
0: he's left yeah by mutual consent
1: oh I didn't realise that wow
0: yeah everybody's decided to sack their manager this weekend because of the uh, international break okay
1: now is There's the time
0: 10 10 in the top two leagues have gone.
1: <clears throat> mm. Oh, well, I'll have to so, go and read up on the sack race later. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, man of the match or player of the match? or
1: It's it's close, but, you know, since we brought it up, and also because it might, it might, um, it sounds a bit contentious. <laughs> 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 I'm going to go with Johnson.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm mm. with you. I think it's if...
1: If things were different, then if, if Wing if Wing knew how to finish, yeah. it'd be Lewis Wing. It would be Wing. It would be Wing. Um, yeah. I think midweek midweek you probably give it to Corbynou, right? That's yeah. the thing we didn't focus yeah. on from our, our summary.
0: Breath of Fresh Air was Corbineau.
1: Was Corbineau? Yeah, he was okay today, but yeah, I definitely think it's Johnson. Like it, it's so weird to think that. Like this is working, but also we've got like we just we just kind of want those players to defend, but we've got a real upside with Johnson and Palmer kind of yeah. doubling up on the wing position and providing that support from the back. It feels incredibly forward-thinking.
0: It does. It's this is a strange this 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 little strange glimmer in our in our hearts of hope.
1: It's so weird. It's very weird. Could we could we become like fans a fans of him at centre back, and then b fans of what Darren Moore?
0: It feels like it could happen, which. I don't know 2 weeks ago
1: yeah did not look a there was some
0: pretty thing. there was some pretty hearty language from uh, from one one Luke to towards- one... <laughs> It's mm. but i can't say i told you so because i was right there with you mm. uh, who would have known this was coming i don't think anybody really i think it's um yeah it's very interesting is there anybody that's gonna get are we gonna pour any scorn is there any um i don't know you know do, do, do you go f- i think wing is it's a you can't really do it because he saved he saved a goal so
1: it's just weirdly middling Um, I don't really want to see much more from Berahino.
0: Yeah. Toothless Cido Berahino. What did you call him? Mini, a diet, a diet. Diet Chris
1: O'Grady. Yeah. It tastes just like Chris O'Grady. No, it doesn't. (laughs) There's no calories in it. Maybe, maybe, maybe I need the calories. Maybe I need that sugar to get me through the day. Did you think of that? No, no, you didn't.
0: (laughs) Oh dear. Well, on that note, I think that's that's probably it. Chris O'Grady zero.
1: Chris O'Grady zero.
0: Chris O'Grady, zero. Chris O'Grady max. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Mm. Um, so, Rich and I, we can believe it's not Chris O'Grady. And <laughs> and we're, we're we going to just say cheerio. We're going to leave it there. Yeah. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah. Week. Same to you, Luke. And cheerio. I'll see you on. Bye-bye. Up and up, up and 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 up and